0: Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your life. Welcome to Wellness Women Radio for the women with big dreams who dare to be different and who want to thrive in health, work, and play. Dr. Ashley Bond and Dr. Andrea Huddleston bring you a weekly podcast to help you master true health and create an exceptional life.
1: This episode of Wellness Women Radio is very proudly brought to you by Dinner Twist. Dr. Ashley and I want to let you in on a little secret of how we maintain our healthy whole foods lifestyle with very little time. And one of those ways is actually with Dinner Twist. So they plan, they shop, they deliver everything to our door to take all of the guesswork out of having really healthy meals for dinner each night. uh so it's you know completely consistent with you know the way that we want to eat and want to feed our loved ones too this is also how I trick Dean into thinking that I can actually cook. So seriously, if I can do it, everybody can, trust me. And their recipes are so delicious. They also have other options apart from the wholesome box. So they have a family box for a bigger size families, an express box if you're really short on time, uh, as well as a vegan box too. Now, we would love to give you the opportunity for you to actually try Dinner Twist and realize how healthy, how delicious and how fresh it is. But also, how much easier this is going to make life as well. So, we have a special promo code for you, and that is going to give you $35 off your first box. And that is WWR for Wellness Women Radio. Um, so, we would love you to uh, try for yourself. Don't take my word for it, but let me know what you think. Without further ado, ladies, onto the show. Hey there, wonderful listeners.
0: Thank you so much for joining us this week on Wellness Women Radio. I'm Ashley and i'm andrea and it's a pleasure as always to have you uh share the i guess the next thirty minutes with us. We certainly think this time of year is a time for great reflection on just uh, how big and how, you know, important some of the things you've done in your year this year. And today we're going to discuss the, I guess, the elements that come into our holiday season, elements of stress in particular that uh, can certainly unhinge all the satisfaction we might have or, you know, all of the praise we have for the good things we've done this year. I know that uh, the stress in the December period can actually really <laughs> over- overshadow all the great things that someone might uh,
1: be feeling about their year. And it feels like everyone's really pushing to get themselves to the end of the year, right? Oh, uh, every year. so it feels like this every year. everyone's <laughs> losing the plot. Oh my goodness. I'm seeing it every day in practice. Everyone is so overly stressed, overly worked. It's just it's insane. Um, it's been oh man, it's been a big year though. like it's been a tough year too, in some aspects. I don't know, oh, Ash, what do you think? I
0: look I think it's it depends so many people it depends on the things you've i guess set the intentions you've had for yourself and the the achievements you've created. but I know that um there's always you know a lot of people can reflect oh, great years and in years that weren't as great as they could be um I think for me, this is uh you know i guess uh, a year of growth but also somewhat stagnation, which is so fascinating because I'm just like, I'm a person that loves to go, go, go. But the anchoring uh, capacity of a family and and a child has really given me a new way to see things, which is kind of cool because I've definitely learned things about myself this year. Uh, I wouldn't say it's my, my you know, pinnacle year of success and achievement, but well, hey, how do you define success, right? I I feel pretty cool. My little dude's growing beautifully. You know, family life is going pretty well, which, uh, you know, is is all new territory. So everyone has their own definition of uh, success and achievement, which I guess that's why some people will define this year as an amazing one and other people may define it as something they really want to close the door on and can't wait for 2019.
1: Um, I love that this time of year also for the possibility of the things to come. Yes. So one of my favorite things to do at the start of the new year is just to plan. Like I just love, you know, the planning, organizing the travel, um, you know, just like it literally feels like the world is your oyster and that anything is possible at the start of that new year. And I think I'm ready for, you know, this year has been tough for me in terms of staff, like, been a big learning curve um in terms of what I'm willing to tolerate willing not willing to tolerate how much effort I really have to put into you know kind of the team that I uh, sort of lead and manage um and just also realizing that um if it's not perfect you don't have to you don't have to really suffer through it and it's okay to let go of you know those things so you know that's been a bit of a a tough thing to learn as well because you always want to you know you want to be besties with everybody but it's not always the case
0: <laughs> and that's so true isn't it and i guess you know this is something we all all of us feel stress at different points in our life through different events and experiences um but i've tend to find that this holiday time you know the the christmas period really offers its own special group of stress factors um and you know for Mm -hmm. example a lot of people it's this coming together of family you know for some people that is like the world's (laughs) most stressful experience because of the way in which you know family dynamics uh often play out and i know that certain certain families uh don't get along too well at times of the year when you add a it's almost like adding fuel to the fire it's uh it's just a pressure cooker it is it is you know, it's things like just for me, I've been getting out early and doing my, sh- I'm hitting the shops by 8 a.m. because I do not want to be there when the crazy stuff happens. You're um, amazing. You know, people are really, yeah. really flipping out. So that stress surrounding getting to shopping centers, car parks, trying to find the right gift, the perfect gift for the person that you care about. And, you know, um, and there's just so many other things, the financial pressure, you know, there's a massive amount of finances that goes into the final stage of this year. There's often, uh, you know, a lot of things that have to be paid, a lot of gifting, a lot of things that Mm -hmm. uh, may all come in one big lump sum because that absolutely adds, you know, large amounts of, I guess, what I'd call unhealthy stress. So... Mm -hmm. And then go figure out the physical stress factors. You know, like you've got um, eating <laughs> eating terrible foods too often. I think that uh, we give ourselves a little yes. bit too much liberty to make the whole month of December Christmas party season, not just uh, the 24th the
1: 25th or 26th. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That's exactly what's happening. You know, people have totally been falling off the bandwagon. And yeah. I know this with my patients as well. They've just written off December uh, <laughs> because of the Christmas parties, the events, but also the stress as well, which I think is crazy because for me... Me, this is the time when I'm setting up really good, um, rituals and I guess boundaries so that I know when it actually gets to that Christmas period that I've already got them in place. So I know what I'm going to cross and what I'm not going to cross. Um, Ash, I've got a funny little story for you. Um, so I am putting myself through, um, chocolate aversion therapy, self-inflicted chocolate aversion therapy. So every time <laughs> this might sound ridiculous, but uh, every time I think of chocolate, then I was trying to associate with something that I am terrified of or disgusted by. So for me, this was like uh, frogs and saliva.
0: Oh are my okay. two
1: are my two sort of sticking points <laughs> that I can't deal with? <laughs> Um, yes, you probably have to dig up for it himself and have him work on me full time to really analyze those two. But anyway, um, and so this is just a little thing that I was just doing in my brain. I'm like, okay, I've got to get off chocolate. This is getting out of hand. This is not something that is serving me and is actually affecting the way my body's functioning and everything else. Um, Dean and I got into some bad habits. So we've both kind of got off of that. And, um, so just I'm making this mental association that with chocolate and, you know, every time I think of chocolate opening a block of that, I'm seeing, you know, frogs and saliva in my brain. Now, I don't know if this is the healthiest way to deal with an addiction, but it's bloody working. Um- um, clever. Well, uh, you know what?
0: I've heard this before, it, you know, visualizations, like imagining mm-hmm. that you're eating dirt. Um, I've had someone tell me they sprinkled their chocolate with sand so that the texture was so um, unimpressive yeah. that it really quite mm-hmm. easily took away
1: the pleasure factor of the chocolate. I thought, you yeah. know what? Whatever works. I have <laughs> no desire for it whatsoever. And I was in the like confectionery aisle of our like, um, you know, local IGA the other day and I actually felt like I was going to gag when I could smell the chocolate, which is oh, really bizarre. Really uh, so I like, so don't know if my visualization is, um, is really strong. And like I said, I wouldn't recommend this for anyone. I don't know if this is the healthiest way to go about it. And this is just something that I've created in my own head. But, hey, it's working. It's uh, working. So, yes. Anyway back on track. Uh, that was a bit of a segue out of that. But um, what we were saying is that people write off December in terms of the health, which is probably why on average, people put on three to four and a half kilos just over that Christmas break. But it's really hard for them to shift in the new year as well. Mm. So that's why, you know, our weight and our um, body composition, and everything tends to be trending upwards over time. And a lot of that is because of what we're doing right now.
0: Yeah. Isn't it interesting too that, um, as well that it's something who's like so simple. It's added calories, added stress response, often lowered exercise due to time management concerns. And that, you know, terrible cocktail of negative lifestyle choices is actually what uh, accumulates that fast, fat mass. And hence the reason it's hard to shift. It's, uh, something that comes along with this idea that we also give ourselves a bit of liberty, like it's that mm-hmm. idea that we've justified it and it's okay um, yeah. because it's December and I'll just work it off in January. You know, I'll hit the, the gym mm-hmm. and start my new year's resolutions. Uh, but if anyone is, you know, like me and like you, Andrea, you can set new year's resolutions and you'll get to December and you'll just put your 2017, 2018 onto your 2019 list. You know? <laughs> it's pretty much uh-huh. just a rollover of the things and uh, I think that's that's always – fascinating because i don't know many people who actually can tick off their new year's resolutions in absolute you know fulfillment uh at the end of a year and there's very good research and reasons why this is so um but essentially you know i always say to people don't don't set resolutions you know that are unachievable set intentions and dreams that you are chasing you know rather than the things you're trying to avoid or things that are based on fear um So, yeah, this is the time of year as well to, I guess, manage expectations because, you know, a lot of times we set the expectation that we were going to do certain things or achieve certain things or, um, you know, go places or whatever it was we had on our our wish list for the year. And if we haven't done that, um, it can all. Most send us into a negative headspace as well because mm-hmm. we've got this either, you know, self-deprecating language going on, I'm not good enough, see, yet again I didn't do it. I'm you know, all of these these this mind language that goes on. Um mm-hmm. or it's, you know, acts as reinforcement as basically proof to self that you're not able to do what you said you would so I was say to people this is um, you know this is the expectation factor which is meaning that you know you can set yourself up for great success or great failure depending on what your expectations are like so um, mm. you know, and leading this into our family events as well you know the expectation we can have this beautiful glossy perfect Christmas and you know depending <laughs> on where you are in the world it's you know snowing and it's magical and all this and all of a sudden you get dark gloomy raining days and it's freezing and you're not having fun and of course you know all all of your expectations are shattered, which leads instead of to sense of pleasure, satisfaction, and uh, gratitude for what is there. It's uh, instead you know
1: negativity surrounding what's not. So. Man, we put so much pressure on ourselves and uh, on these times together as well. To get it and right, to that, get it perfect. Yeah. <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. uh, and um, even just the interactions with family members, and these might not even people be people that you get along with at all. You may not have anything in common with them. They might be completely different personalities and on the other end of the spectrum to you, but for some reason we force ourselves into you know, this, this pressure cooker with them that only creates drama and stress uh, and we're just we're literally just doing it out of obligation, um, we might talk a little bit, about that when we get to our strategies to navigate this time of year in a more sort of healthy fashion. Um, Let's but- talk women and stress response because this I yes. always find this really yes. fascinating. I find, you yeah, okay,
0: so we talk to ladies, you know, our audience, you ladies are, you know, the people we want to give you the tools and strategies for. And yes, we care about the guys, but we want to talk about why stress in women and men is different. There is a gender difference in stress handling mm-hmm. and stress response. And this is so fascinating.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, totally. Let me, uh, I think you were swallowing to let me take over. Is that what you were doing? Just a <laughs> <laughs> I, was just, I
0: was just like, I was just about to cough and I wasn't sure. I was like, I'll just pause and you would jump in. <laughs> <laughs> That's so
1: funny. I just managed to get away with it. And then I'm like, this is, dead uh, silence. How awkward. <laughs> that is hilarious. That's right. Ladies, this is, this is live. I'm um, sort of, um, so yeah, actually absolutely right. So we think about stress. I know we've talked about this before, but it's a really good reminder for everybody. When we think of stress, we think of that fight or flight response, right? So this traditionally, we all thought that everyone went into this fight or flight where, you know, the cortisol and adrenaline and everything was released from your adrenal glands. Uh, and then, you know, there's a flow and effect from that, that gives you a physiological response to, you know, because of your biology. Whereas what we're figuring out now, and this is from, oh, I can't remember her name, Shelly, someone from UCLA um, f- figured out that, women don't necessarily do this fight or flight response. What we do is called tend and befriend because from an evolutionary sort of standpoint, um, it would not make sense for women in the tribe who are carrying small children or who are pregnant to literally be fighting or be in, you know, that, that flee sort of mentality. So when they are stressed, what we tend to do is we will fuss about our young we will assimilate into larger groups so we'll be around other women around other people and that you know assimilation into those larger groups keeps us safe and secure and there's a different thing that happens to our hormones as well but also our physiology so uh this is also why women have a biological imperative to talk because that is part of our de-stressing mechanism. So, you know, if all of those hilarious um, sexist jokes about women who, you know, just talk so much is actually kind of a little bit true because it is part of our de-stressing mechanism. I think it's also why it's so true that, you know, for women as part of a good, you know, healthy wellness lifestyle is they actually need to spend time with their girlfriends. They need that debriefing. They need that downtime. They need that close bonding connection. Um, Ashley and I were fortunate fortunate enough to spend Monday morning in a day spa together for half the day, which was pretty incredible. Um, everyone's been asking me so much about that. All the patients who came in this week, they were like, oh, you know, how was the day spa, which was really lovely. Uh, so that is what women do. We we go into this 10 and befriend sort of mechanism And then what that means for our hormonal stress response is really interesting. Uh, So instead of when, for example, men get stressed, they or when their immune system is really responsive to stress, they will go into inflammatory kind of pathways. um, And men increase their inflammatory response their inflammatory markers and the production of those chemicals increases. Whereas for women, it actually increases all of our antibody production. So our antibodies are, you know, they're the markers of our autoimmune um, responses and conditions, but we kind of go down those autoimmune pathways rather than inflammatory pathways, which is really kind of interesting. But I think that also speaks to why there is such high incidence of autoimmune conditions for women compared to men. So things like, you know, lupus and Hashimoto's and those sorts of things is like a nine to one ratio for the prevalence of, of women to men uh, and it is because of the way that our hormones change and shift and why our, our immune markers are so very sensitive to, you know, st- sex and stress hormone changes.
0: That's so interesting too, because that inflammatory response—just to get a bearing—like why men go that way. Um, you know, as far as I've I've understood over the years, is it basically comes down to a very amazing uh, set of biochemical markers that were established uh, in our evolutionary process. So it's not something we're going to change overnight. And essentially, it's that running from the tiger. So if you're running from the tiger and you were to get scratched, caught, or bitten, but you survived, you're going to need a lot of those inflammatory markers ready to go to heal the mm-hmm. injury that's going to be present. So it's like a protective uh, safeguard to maximise our opportunity to survive an attack, so to speak, which is phenomenal. Whereas women, on the other hand, Having a role and hormonal chemistry tending towards nurturing, we have a, mm-hmm. a capacity to initiate the release and response of oxytocin, which is you know often seen in women uh, who are bonding well with children, breastfeeding, things like that. And mm-hmm. this actually dampens the effect of the cortisol and adrenaline response that happens in stress. Um, and This is kind of expressed why men have more aggressive and assertive reactions to stress and women will withdraw and move into sort of like a – almost like a a space where they – look after others before self. So yes. they tend yeah. to be the people who will come last in the equation. And this as well sets up for that chronicity that occurs with autoimmune conditions because do it long enough and the body is damaging itself over time. So, you know, just to understand that we we retreat and we'll sacrifice our
1: needs, whereas men will go on the rampage. Yes, yeah, so interesting, isn't it? Yeah, um, and it is. it's also so fascinating that uh biologically men and women our hormones are different, we know that our stress response is also really different. But, you know, either way that constant chronic stress, that constant chronic release of cortisol, this is actually um, this is a maladaptive response. So if you think of, you know, back in caveman days, Ash, like what you were talking about we're running away from that saber-toothed tiger. If that was happening to, um, say, a gazelle or a zebra, they would, you know, go through that fight-or-flight response. They would release those stress hormones. As soon as the incident was gone, then they would relax They would eat, they would sleep, they would, you know, go back to their normal like functioning and they wouldn't dwell on the fact that that's just happened. Um, And it might happen, you know, once in a blue moon, whereas for us that adaptive or maladaptive response, I should say, is happening, you know, so many multiple times a day, but the actual triggers are completely different, and it might simply just be a mum who's waking up in the morning has got to get kids out of bed, got to get them onto the bus. They're running late, hasn't had time for food, um, running late for a meeting. Uh, you know, all of those sorts of things, and it's just this chronic cascade of that that stress response. That then, the physiological flow and effect of that is okay, you know, increased blood sugar levels because when we're in that you know, essentially that stress response, your cortisol is asking for more sugar to get into your cells to try and use that as energy as quickly as possible. So that increases our blood sugar, which then, you know, can affect that insulin resistance later on. It absolutely disturbs our sleep and messes with our circadian rhythms. Um, It absolutely is going to block weight loss as well, can increase our risk of diabetes, affects our memory and concentration, suppresses thyroid function because it blocks the conversion of T4 down to T3 and you know, plus everything else, <laughs> yeah. not to mention our reproductive function, not to mention our gut function. Like this is just a base, you know, starting points.
0: Not to mention all the, the capacity to actually function. So foggy, foggy thinking, yeah. definitely concentration. Uh, a lot of women notice as well stress and skin response. So, you know, skin breakouts, skin reactions, trying to deal with acne externally but not dealing with the internal stress responses that are driving the process, um, It's such a common issue and it really underpins the majority of the chronic health conditions that we see in women. Uh, So to look at stress is probably a number one factor in all of those conditions, I think is a really important thing to realise that it's not just about how stressed you feel over the holidays, it's about your stress handling throughout the entire year. Um yeah. and this holiday period can be a threshold uh overbalance. You know, it's just like you're at that critical mass where you've had an entirely stressful experiences and this is that breaking point, which is why so many women handle the holiday season quite poorly. Um, in the sense that they might be snappy with their partners. They're more likely to have, you know, fights and, and altercations with children and family. Um, they're more likely to binge eat, seek out comfort foods, stay up late um, because they're, you know, in holiday mode. Just all of these things that are not conducive to improving health um, and certainly not conducive to, to handling stress better uh, because stress is an adapt adaptation. We You know, we're... we're have this adaptive capacity to deal with stress on a short-term basis we are not Mm. well geared for dealing with stress long term unfortunately that evolutionary uh, aspect to our biology comes down to the fact that we were geared to run away from danger but not to run away from danger every day for the rest of our lives
1: yeah we're not giving our bodies enough time for rest and repair yeah. yeah, we're in a
0: state of, of this, um, you know, running from danger. We can't be in rest and repair. So, you know, how do you expect your immune mm-hmm. system to stay online? How do you expect your, um, you know, choices for foods to be appropriate, uh, your you're going to be seeking fast fuel because your body thinks it's in danger all the time so if you need to run fast you need you know quick, mm-hmm. quick glycogen access so again uh really mucking around insulin handling all sorts of things and that cascade of leading down to reproductive health problems i mean the amount of women seeking uh, treatment for fertility issues that really need to be dealing with stress management first and foremost would be really concerning i think if we really understood that that connection better um i think you know as well there's there's all those those funny stories about women saying they went on a holiday and they finally conceived after having tried for a couple of years and it's like wow does that tell you something about what stress does and how it blocks the cascades towards you know fertile fertility i just think that's fascinating
1: there's got to be something to that right oh <laughs> ah, yes I, i'm sure there is okay so let's talk a little bit about how we can navigate, not, not just that stress response, but in particular to this time of year, because usually people have a little bit more time off, hopefully. <laughs> and so this can actually be the starting point to set some really amazing rituals, to set in some really good habits, um, to hopefully make sure that 2019 is your healthiest year yet. Um, now the first thing I have on my list of how to navigate this time of year is, and I know this might sound really silly, but do nothing out of obligation because when we're obliged to do something like, and this might be spending time with family members, it might be, um, okay, maybe difficult family members. It might be, you know, buying gifts for people that you don't really gel with or really care about. So why are you doing that in the first place? So Mm. what can you do? What can you change? And uh, this was a really tough thing for me to learn. So we used to always have... Christmas rituals where we would always go to a certain family member, so one of my mum's sister's um, places, for Christmas always. We would all conjugate as a family there. Um, It usually meant that, um, you know, I'd be sleeping in a tent outside because there was no room in the house for us. Um, And, you know, that's just what happened. We got kind of shunted to the outside of the house. Uh, And just the amount of drama that went on in that household Because, you know, my aunt is such a perfectionist and would just nitpick at everything was so passive aggressive that it was just too much. So from now on, I'm happy to spend Christmas with them, but I will never stay there. Yeah, you know, and I've I've absolutely drawn that line in the sand that I'll absolutely never stay with them ever again because it's too stressful and it's not worth it.
0: I feel like we've um, just been uh, ex-
1: you know been included in your therapy session there. That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe that was overshared, but you know what? I know that she's never going to listen to this podcast, so I think it's safe. But also, uh-huh. I'm not saying anything that she's not very well aware of. Yeah. Uh, so you know, like, and
0: <laughs> but truth, I right? Know that it might true. be. We, it we it do might so be much offensive. We do so yeah. much from obligation. We do so many things that we we say yes when we really mean no. Um, we'd say rather not, uh, mm-hmm. but do it anyway. So I think you know, there's a, there's a perfect uh, example to take away from that experience there for everybody is that if you are doing things because you feel like you should, reevaluate it. Yeah, exactly. And find ways around it, just like you did. So rather than saying yeah, she went sure, we'll rock up for lunch and dinner, but we're not staying. Um, exactly. And yeah. you know, you've changed one key factor, which makes a whole world of difference to you know your sense of how you experience the day and, and the Christmas period, and how you feel about your family members too. Because obviously, if you're feeling a bit yeah. uh, edgy, you're to you know. F- fractious behavior we're going to get you know we're going to start to stir the pot we're going to poke each other with you know silly little things
1: where you know you're wanting to get reactions from so yes and it's not worth it my sisters and I used to and this is you know going back many years ago it hasn't happened recently but we used to literally start the day with shots of vodka because dealing with certain family members was so stressful (laughs) how ridiculous is that Um, so that then led me to creating a will not tolerate list. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Danielle Laporte, um, I can't remember the book she wrote, but it's brilliant, but goes on to talk about a creating a stop doing list. Um, so this might be some of those things. It might be doing these things out of obligation. It might be over committing yourself to, um, you know, uh, cooking everything. Whereas you could just be asking for help and support and have other people bring things. It could be those sorts of things. Um, but what I really encourage you to do, and it's going to come to mind straight away, ladies, you're going to know what's niggling in the back of your mind there, but create a no or a stop doing list and stick to it.
0: Mm Hmm. Yeah, simple, but how effective is that? Really, really – I think that's the most – foolproof way you know when you don't because you have have black and white sometimes gray zones is when you start to push and we've just talked about how women handle stress and what do we do we put ourselves last so when there's gray zones what do we do we put everyone else before ourselves so sometimes black and white is the best strategy because we're always going to default to our uh, tender preferred characteristics and that will often mean we put ourselves behind uh, what other people you know, want for us. We we kinda go, okay, we'll do that. Oh yes, yes, yes. Um, I love I personally, you know, for me, this year I found that I had these great ambitions. And this again talks about um, you know, how we have to set expectations and, and be available to change those expectations. Mm-hmm. I had this expectation of myself. I wanted to make all these great things for my team. Um I have printed out a dozen different cookie recipes and all these beautiful things and it's crazy. Beautiful. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful, right? Then I got down to it. Pete's been away three out of five weeks for work. (laughs) And I'm like, I have no damn time to do this and i love and adore my team and i want to be able to put as much love energy and intention into what i want for them so i had to think on my feet and like switch it around i'm like okay these cookies require you know this amount of time to do this many you know <laughs> pots and pans and cleaning up experiences i'm like i don't have time so what did i do i was like awesome you know what i'm making you run healthy granola so instead of my jars oh, filled with cookies beautiful. i flipped it and something i can actually do really quick and easy and really you know same great whole foods ingredients, probably much healthier than the cookies anyway. Um so jars of granola is what everyone's getting plus a little um one of my essential oil sprays. And I was like, okay, that was, you know, like I was feeling really stressed and really pressured to try and keep up my expectation of myself to do these things that i, I said to myself that I do. Um, but you know what? As it turned out, I think the, the gifting has improved somewhat because I created another way to still give a lot of love, but Um, make it easier on myself so you know when I talk to people about how how gifting has sometimes overshadows our experience of Christmas um, either we receive gifts we don't like or we think people haven't put effort into or you know Mm -hmm. the really dodgy gift and you're just like don't give it to me if you're going to give me something like that Um, yeah you know gives us bad vibes right um -hmm. you know we can set some things like one of the things I love to use in, in our house is um you know something that you want you know something you need something to wear or share and something to read and just keeping those categories oh, allow us to create gifting with benefit like things that people mm-hmm. actually want um and also making it practical as well on a budget sort of perspective so um yeah so th- so get a little creative sometimes <laughs> we we want to buy big gifts but sometimes it's best coming from your own hands if you can create something um with good intention yeah. it's 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 service it's an act of love and for a lot of people no one really makes stuff
1: for each other anymore we, we try and buy gift cards oh, <laughs> yeah totally and ash the um the um essential oil spray the room with everything you gave me is so beautiful so oh, thank, thank you, you. Um, <laughs> and it's quite nice like my girlfriends and I have become quite good at just resolving the fact that, yes, we're going to get each other Christmas presents, so we might as well just bloody well tell each other what we actually want. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, instead of just being all coy about, oh, no, don't get me anything, we know it's going to happen anyway. <laughs> um, so, you know, that's just... <laughs> We've just grown up and actually said, well, you know, in all honesty, this is this is what actually something that I really want. Yeah, here's the um,
0: link. It's you know, just go it makes
1: special. So, so much easier. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I love it when people just give me a list and I'm like, fantastic. Okay. Um, so some other ways to navigate this time of year and these stress as well is okay, so we're doing our nothing out of obligation, make your stop doing or your no list, but also you can set your intention for a no drama holiday. Um, so, you know, whenever something pops up in the family where someone's getting a little bit terse or a bit bitchy, you can simply just go, okay, no, this is a no drama holiday. And you can also remove yourself from the situation, uh, which is I think a really, really good thing to be able to do. I
0: think what most people want to do is tie that person up and remove them from the situation. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
1: definitely. Um, this is also an amazing time to catch up on a little bit of that sleep debt mm. because usually there's a few more public holidays. We've got a little bit more time. So start doing that. Um, you could also um, start some rituals like things like banning screens after seven o'clock at night. So, you know, phones stay out of the bedrooms or phones stay in the car or locked or something like that. But, Creating a no screen, no social media time because this is time definitely to connect with your loved ones. And I love that idea. I think that's so, so good. Um, I know Dean's going to be all for that as well. So, you know, that's certainly something we'll be doing here.
0: I recommend trying not to deal with stress in unhealthy ways. Yeah. So you mentioned your gin experience. I think <laughs> that's a, a great example yeah. of probably what not to do. So, you know, this includes trying, you know, to avoid drinking too much alcohol, particularly in stressful situations. These might be work, Christmas parties, family events, whatever it is. Try not to, to resort. Cliche. Yeah, yeah. Try not to resort to, you know, alcohol and drugs for for the purpose of escapism um, and certainly obviously things like op- overeating and consuming the wrong foods to make you feel better in that moment, whilst it does, you know, often solve the problem in the moment, it often adds to, you know, increased stress responses, um, yeah. you know, in the long term because either you regret what you've done or say things and do things that you didn't really mean to, which, you know, just creates a snowball of a or mountain, you know, out of a molehill, just that it, it kind of expands the problem um, instead of, you know, avoiding it by just not <laughs> – not stirring the pot too much so i think you know if you can find healthier ways to deal with the stress responses and this is like you've said you know all of these things that move us towards balance and harmony time with good people friends and people you love you know doing some light exercise going for a walk getting outside vitamin D, fresh air, sunshine. Um, if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, then you might just need to uh, take a, a lunchtime stroll and get some fresh air. I don't know if you'll find sunshine. Um, <laughs> you know, it's also a great time because like you said, being on break, find something new. Maybe you've never done it before. You want to try a new craft or you've got a hobby you've really been wanting to do, but there's been no time in the year. What a great time to pick it up and have a little go of it now while you're not under any pressure. You don't have to get anything done. There's no you know requirement for an outcome. You can just fiddle around you can actually just try something different and new um so i definitely recommend you know looking for healthier ways to to deal and respond with stress and add in some of those um, more enjoyable fun uh, uplifting activities and that's a big deal isn't it right add more fun yeah. how much fun oh, absolutely overrides stress response you know laughter fun watch ridiculous movies um have jokes and, and games and you know do silly things with friends whatever it is but certainly using uh joy, laughter, fun as a source of offsetting stress and a
1: massive, massive help um and let's just uh dive into some of the like the actual practical health strategies so to help you to avoid overeating start the day with a really good breakfast or start with a little bit of intermittent fasting you know you've got a little bit more luxury you might be able to sleep in a little bit longer so can you push out your first meal until 10 a.m or lunchtime so that you're already reducing your overall intake which will help um to also help avoid overeating what i'd suggest is fill your plate with veggies first So start with that. All of that amazing fibre is so satiating and then add everything else, you know, to that. So everything else should just be a condiment. Uh, Also making sure that you're starting your day, maybe with a little bit of lemon juice in warm water, add a bit of ginger in there. That's going to be amazing for your liver and your gallbladder as well. It's going to help to stimulate some digestive enzymes to help you cope with the food, the onslaught of food that's coming, Um, but also going to, you know, just help with a bit of detoxification, maybe from the alcohol from the night before. And then why not have maybe a green smoothie for brekkie or something like that. So you're getting in plenty of veggies, plenty of greens, and you're starting the day with something that is really really healthy so even if the rest of the day turns to custard you know that was not supposed to be taken literally but yeah then it's okay because you've still started with you know a really great start to the day and i definitely would not suggest depriving yourself of anything so when we are depriving ourselves, then we're there's guilt around that so if christmas day is a time to indulge then just make peace with that Enjoy it, you know, savor everything and really taste it. But just remember, Christmas is one day. You know, that holiday season really shouldn't last for four weeks. So, this is one to two days where you've kind of got like no holds barred, all bets are off. And this is what I say to my patients as well, irrespective of you know, their health goals are what we're doing with them at the moment. I do let them know that they've got free reign on Christmas because otherwise they're just inducing so much guilt because we know it's really difficult to stick to
0: yeah oh uh, look I, I say to people eat your pavlova for breakfast the day after if you want to <laughs> yeah you know have, have fun enjoy that that is part of it too isn't it having fun like just knowing that uh, you're sorted out like you're not going to gain five kilos in two days it's just not realistic so um you and know, if you do it's liquid kilos it's inflammation <laughs> yeah so you know you can change that which is great um look i think that for me now it's Sort of just saying people, look, this time of year is stressful. There's many different aspects to stress around Christmas. I know grief and trauma plays a big role in a lot of people's Mm -hmm. experiences of Christmas. You know, can be touched with times of loss, bereavement, sadness. So just be okay with seeking help as well. So this might be a time of year where you do seek professional support um, if you feel as like there's, you know, overwhelm involved with the Christmas period because I definitely know know, I have some clients that um, I – falter on saying have a great Christmas because I know certain things about their personal life that means they're not going to have a great Christmas. So, you know, I encourage love, you know, love, support and peace at Christmas. You know, like it's not have a great Christmas because you know that uh, their life doesn't involve a great Christmas this year, but you can yeah. you know, offer peace, support and love to people um, at times of challenge. So just remember, seek professional help. If you feel you need that, or if someone close to you, you know, you feel as though they could be helped better um, and, you know, keep people close by, you know, and sometimes helping others as well is a great source of stress relief. You know, if we're talking about how we, we function well in society, um, we help ourselves when we help others, so there might be something you can do for other people at this time of year. You might deliver some food boxes. You might get out there to you know uh, a Christmas kitchen where they they offer you know food to needy um, and serving people. It's just so many opportunities if you look for them. And I say to people don't don't think that if you don't have a family to go to a Christmas, it means you've got nothing to do when Christmas is terrible. There may be ways you can you know help and serve others, which would uh, you know really enhance the value of Christmas to you and to people that uh, get the joy of being with you you <laughs>
1: Awesome. I love that. And I think definitely being of service is, is one of the greatest ways to, I think, experience the true meaning of what these sort of holidays should be all about really. Okay. Ladies, we want you to start planning. We want you to start planning for your health goals for 2019. We want to hear all about them, but we also want to know what causes you stress around this Christmas period as well, around these holidays um, for those of you who, who don't necessarily um, celebrate Christmas. So please make sure that you stay in contact with us. Uh, we will certainly post all of our, healthy hacks over the season. I'm going to um, show you the things that I'm going to be cooking because we know that that's definitely not my forte, but seeing as I'm hosting Christmas this year at my place and everyone is coming to me, then that's my responsibility, but I'm actually excited about it. So I'll, I'll let you in on that. Um, but ladies uh, until next week, and we will definitely have another episode that will come out to you before the new year. Um, but uh, make sure you're communicating with us on Facebook. So facebook.com forward slash the wellness women. We're on Instagram Instagram at the wellness women official um, or you can find more details about us on the website the we would love to be part of your health journey for the new year so please let us know if you do need specific support ladies until next time be well